What's up, everybody? Back at you again this week with another episode of 525 Sports. Uh, no Cameron again this week. Um, baby, uh, baby Schneider, um, has, uh, had some issues with breathing, and so she was in NICU, and they're out, though, and they're home, and they're happy, so, uh, we we said some prayers for them and then their family this week, and, and it looks like those have been answered, so good news for, um, for the Schneider family, as, uh, as, as, as everything's good there. Uh, a lot to get into this week. Let's get started, though. I want to get started. I just watched um, Miles to Go, the uh, last episode of that show, and I didn't watch the previous two episodes because I didn't really want to relive those games. Uh, this one was the one that I was anxious to watch uh, because uh, KU dominated Boston College on Saturday. Uh, the, the slogan is is for the team this year is is uh, sort of the unofficial slogan is the Jayhawks are coming. Uh, well, they 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 came and they conquered in uh, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, on uh, last Friday evening. Uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting was uh, it was the first. Uh, First series for the offense, they were down seven to nothing. And uh, first series for the offense, Carter Stanley leads them out there, and it's an RPO, a run pass option play. Which for you people that aren't as familiar with um, fo- American football, uh, basically a run pass option play is either the quarterback uh, can either hand it off or he can throw it. Uh, he's got receivers running routes, and he can throw it depending upon what the defense does. So he makes a read on what the defense is doing and what he sees to ter- then determines what he does. And um, the linebacker dropped back into coverage instead of playing the run. The linebacker drops back into coverage and starts to play the pass, and... Um, Carter Stanley overshot the receiver and over overthrew him, and um, there was an interception. And the offensive coordinator, Les, Les uh, Koenig, told Les Miles in a headset, he said uh, that they would give him one more series, but if if it, if he didn't produce on that next series, uh, he would get pulled uh, from the game. And uh, and he boy did he produce on the next series. They went down and scored a touchdown. And pretty much every series after that, I uh, took a twenty eight twenty four lead into the locker room at halftime, and then really uh, dominated and put it on Boston College in the second half, outscoring the Eagles twenty to nothing. Um, the uh, the uh, Jayhawks uh, uh, used their running game more. With Khalil Herbert and uh, Puka Williams, and it showed, and so they got a big test this week uh, with uh, with West Virginia uh, because it's the first first time we've had games like this before for the for KU where 
maybe they have a big game and it looks like the season's going to turn around and then they come out and they lay an absolute egg in uh, in week week number uh, oh well in this case it's week number 4 but in whatever week they're in in the past they just lay they just flatly um lay an egg and uh and so will they do that this week or not that is the question uh, are they able to come out and play well? Look, I think I think West Virginia's team that they can beat. We'll be we'll get to that in a few minutes. But I think West Virginia is a team that they can beat. I think West Virginia is not as good as they've been in years past, and this is a winnable game for KU. But there have been winnable games in the past following big wins, and KU has has, has laid down a stinker. So we'll see if the culture is actually changing for KU or. If it's just another big win and then a big letdown for the fan base. All right, uh, on to um, let's stick with with some college football things uh, right now. <coughs> um, K State obviously had a huge win over. Uh, Mississippi State. Look, it was a mistake-filled game. It wasn't a pretty game at all on the road against a pretty good SEC squad. And uh, it was a game that K-State probably at some point uh, should have been up really big. uh, And they kept making mistakes and making mistakes. and, and But they still found a way to win it. Um, even late in the game. Now, I would say that Mississippi State probably didn't play their best game either. Uh, they had chances late in the game, and you know they they didn't they didn't deliver on those. Um, but overall, you know, there's two ways to look at it. There's uh, there's oh well, uh, you know, K State didn't play well. And and they still won, and the mistakes are a concern. And I think that you know they they are obviously you can't just go, um, you can't just go a bunch of time and uh, and not uh, address those. But at the same time, first real test for K State, uh, you got to think they passed with flying colors, uh, just from the simple fact that they hadn't really faced any adversity uh, all year. And then to to just riddle a game with mistakes and still win uh, and win um, fairly impressively, really uh, as they did, uh, is 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 a good sign for for K State fans and and for the program uh, because you know, like I said, it would be one thing if it was a mistake filled game and. And you know you barely beat uh, Bowling Green, or whatever. That would be a, a a concern. But the fact that you go into Starkville, Mississippi, with a program that over the last decade or so has been pretty good, and uh, and you go in there and it's a game that I don't think very many people you know expected them to win. Um, and they do so, and they do so, you know, while not playing very well, as I mentioned. Uh, pretty impressive. So, uh, K State's off this week. They had they play Oklahoma State in a week, and, and let me address that real quick too. While while we're here, uh, 
K-State fans, look, I just heaped a bunch of praise on your football team, so I'm going to dump on you real quick because it's not the end of the world, right, that they're playing on ESPN Plus this week. Um, There's a solution to this problem, and it is what it is. Look, they're trying to sell subscription services. Uh, They're trying to sell their subscription service, and so they put a decent game on on their network, and they put Oklahoma State and K-State on their network, and on, on their ESPN+. Plus. And it's okay. You can still watch the game, and you can cancel your network. If you don't have ESPN+, Plus, you can, it's, there's a week-free trial, and you can, um, you can watch the game, and then cancel it right afterwards, because I've done it, okay? So it's not the end of the world. Uh, the game's still watchable. <laughs> Um, and so all the criticism uh, heaped on ESPN for their decision, uh, look, I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's complaining to complain, and we, you know, you shouldn't just complain to complain, okay? Um, and I get it, you know, I get that it's not the easiest thing in the world to do to watch, um, to watch a game on your phone or whatever. It stinks, but I got to do it this Saturday with KU in West Virginia. And I've had to do it uh, one other time with KU and Coastal Carolina. I'll probably have to do it again at some point this season with KU. Okay? So, it ain't the end of the world. Uh, just just watch the football game. Just watch it and, and be okay that you can watch it. Because there was a time, right, K-State wasn't ever on TV. I know that was a long time ago. But for me as a KU fan, it wasn't that long ago. Okay, and I remember, you know, 12, 13 years ago, um, not being able to watch KU really at all unless they got to a bowl game, and it sucks. So be grateful that you can still watch uh, the game regardless of how you got to watch it, whether it's a laptop or a phone. Um, KU, big game this week. Talked about it a little bit before. Uh West Virginia, they can. They had. They just had a big win themselves uh, last week against uh, North uh, North Carolina State. So um, they're feeling themselves a little bit too. So we'll see uh, if they can come into Lawrence and do what they've done in years past, which is is pretty much destroy KU. Um, with the, with the exception, I think every year but one. Um, since they've joined the Big 12, they've beaten the Hawks, and most of those have not been uh, very competitive. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this is not the most talented team that West Virginia has had. As I mentioned before, first-year head coach, and so and I think Neil Brown's a good coach, um, but we'll see what happens on Saturday. Back the booth, go watch the Hawks. It should be fun. Um, let's get into some NFL stuff. Uh, the Chiefs looked pretty good for a quarter on Sunday against the, uh, hated Oakland Raiders. Look, here's the thing. And, and I'll talk about, um, some f- perhaps future stuff with, uh, the Chiefs here in a minute with, uh, the signing of Jalen Ramsey possibly going to occur. But the Chiefs um, didn't look good at all in the first quarter 
of Sunday's game. They couldn't move the ball, and uh, I think it was kind of obvious that Patrick Mahomes had uh, was still feeling his ankle a little bit and still a little bit uh, hurting on that ankle. And he didn't have Tyreek Hill, so <laughs> so that hurt him a little bit in the first quarter. Uh, Oakland threw some blitzes at them that I don't think they were expecting them to throw. They were playing uh, bump and run coverage with their corners, which again for you uh, non-football fans out there that don't follow, you know your bump and run coverage is when you're playing uh, your the playing your wide receivers and. They are being very physical with your receivers before the uh, as the play is just starting to try to knock them off of where they're supposed to go in their routes. So Raiders are playing bump and run coverage. It uh, it threw the Chiefs off, obviously, but then the second quarter, uh, Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes does, which is light you up like a tree. <laughs> like a Christmas tree, and he had four touchdowns, 278 yards in one quarter, and looked like the Patty that was the MVP last year. Uh, and then the second half, they didn't score again. Uh, I think that's just a product of, you know, of hey man, you're trying to figure this thing out when when you don't have your when you don't have your best receiver and and your 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 quarterback is hobbled. You're trying to go along and figure some stuff out. And I think, you know, as long as they keep winning games, I don't care how low, how they look in a half. You know, I'm talking to a guy at my church about it last night at Bible study, and he seemed concerned about it. And I, I'm not. Um, the Raiders try to play the Chiefs close when they can in uh, in Oakland. It was the last game in Oakland, so it was a, a meaningful game to their most significant rival. Um, and so they wanted to play hard. They did. They came out in the first quarter and they they put it on. They put it on the Chiefs, frankly, uh, jumping out ten nothing. Um, and then, you know, but with, with as talented as the Chiefs are, there's going to be an onslaught. And uh, and so uh, it came in the second quarter in a big way, and it was enough to propel them to a win. And I thought that it was a good, really good quarter. Uh, I thought you saw how productive they can be uh, without Tyreek Hill. Uh, but this week's going to be a big test. Let's get into that. Um, they got Baltimore this week. Baltimore's 2-0. and uh, Who was their other opponent? Let me go look real quick and see. Because I know they played Miami week one, which is the equivalent of bye week, <laughs> basically. Um but I don't I don't remember who they beat. They beat the Cardinals. Okay, so they haven't you know played anybody to the caliber of the Chiefs yet. With the nobody expected the Cardinals to be any good, um, and the Dolphins are obviously uh, trying not to win. We'll get we'll get into that in a minute too. But uh, Lamar Jackson looked really good. He looked like he worked with somebody. Or something in order to uh, to fix his throwing motion and uh, and and man Hollywood Brown is you want to you want to try to match somebody in terms of hey Tyreek Hill being the fastest uh, receiver in the league 
Hollywood Brown for them is is super fast, and he had burnt people um, in all sorts of ways in the first couple of weeks. It's going to be a real big test for the Chiefs secondary. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be one of those games. It starts at noon. I think it'll end at about 345. Because, just because it's going to be so many points scored. Uh, but ultimately, I think the Chiefs' offense is better as a whole. Which I think gives the Chiefs an advantage. Uh, let's go uh, if you just have a score prediction, make things fun. Let's go 28-24 uh, Chiefs in Arrowhead. Um, on to the next thing, though. In order to, in a way, to improve that secondary that struggles so much for the Chiefs, uh, Jalen Ramsey reportedly wants out of uh, Jacksonville. It is it is being widely reported that there, not that there's been a deal done yet, but that it that 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 that, that sorry. Easy for me to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are very interested in what the Chiefs have to offer. Uh, they really, I think it was like a first and a third. I could be wrong about that, but a first and a third round pick uh, for Jalen Ramsey. Look, I don't like Jalen Ramsey very much. I think he is loud, obnoxious. I don't like the idea of him coming to the Chiefs from a standpoint of the chemistry. Uh, I think he could mess up the chemistry of the team, and and because the Chiefs are a quiet team, they don't say a whole lot. And when you've got a, a loud, verbose uh, personality like Jalen Ramsey, um, that could could mess your chemistry up a little bit. But look, he's really talented, right? He could he's one of those guys that just his presence alone in the secondary um, makes it so that he's shutting down. One side of the field, you can put him on a Hollywood Brown or an Antonio Brown, their cousins, um, and lock up. You know, let's say they get a deal done uh, next week, right? We're not going to have him for Baltimore, but the Chiefs would have him for New England later in the year. Which, if you if you're wanting to view this as a chess match of the I think clearly the two best teams in the AFC at this point, the Chiefs and the uh, Patriots. I don't think there is a third because Pittsburgh, their um, their you know quarterback Ben Roethlisberger uh, just had a had a season-ending elbow injury, uh, sort of a freak accident deal. But uh, Jalen Ramsey, if you're looking at a chess match between the two best teams in the AFC, the Raven or the Patriots, and the Chiefs. Uh, Them getting Antonio Brown, it's a pretty good counter move for you to go out and get Jalen Ramsey because now you've got somebody that's equal that can lock horns and hopefully uh, shut down uh, Antonio Brown. So if the Chiefs can get him, while I don't like him personally, uh, I'll be all about it from an on-field standpoint. And it proves that the Chiefs are all in on this team trying to win a championship, um, and they realize what they have in their offense. Look, Peyton Manning was not able to win a title for years in Indianapolis because his defense couldn't stop anybody. So if you don't want that to happen in Kansas City, you got to make moves 
and be better defensively. And if they can get Jalen Ramsey, they'll be doing just that. Last thing for this week, guys, before we wrap up. Um, Minko Fitzpatrick, another trade rumor. He wants out of, of Miami. And that's just it's crazy that he wants out of Miami. Uh, to me, that all these players want out of Miami. We covered that a little bit last week. But he wants out of Miami. Pittsburgh is reportedly interested in him. And that there's been a deal done between him and Pittsburgh. Um, which I don't really get. I mean, at this point in the season, right, you're looking at Mason Rudolph being the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh because Ben Roethlisberger's not. You don't have Antonio Brown. You don't have uh, Lavian Bell because they're on two new teams. And so that sort of era of Pittsburgh Steelers football is over. Um, it looks like they're really going to struggle this year. I don't get getting a, giving up a, a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, I don't get really giving up a second round pick for him at this uh if you're the Steelers right now because uh you're not gonna be in contention even with Minka. You might be next year, you know, if you can if you can uh get you know, get your offensive situation figured out. This year looks like it's a wash at this point for the Steelers unless um Unless Mason Rudolph's a whole lot better than we think he is. Uh, so, I don't get it, but it seems like that's going to happen. So, you know, best of luck to, to Minka Fitzpatrick. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, hopefully, Cam will be back next week, not just for your entertainment purposes, but for uh, my <laughs> uh, throat as well talking 20 you know when i first started this podcast talking 22 minutes was not difficult at all but when you have a partner uh it makes it much more difficult um continued prayers to baby Catherine as she continues her fight and uh and we'll see you guys next week if you have any podcast topics for us please email the show at 525 uh, sports at gmail.com. That's the number 5 colon 25 sports at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of me on Twitter at aceboogie underscore 11 or at Cameron at hey schneid. Uh, and direct messages, send us, um, send us a, a tweet, whatever you guys want to do if you guys have podcast topics for us. That's all we got for you this week, guys. Have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next week on 525.